This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Welcome, everybody. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560 on this fine Thursday. Dr. Kelly Victory with us this week, as well as Steve House. Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you. Welcome. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, and thanks for having me, as always. Always a joy. Steve, same to you. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, really, again, being the instigator and putting all this together in the first place. For those of you that haven't heard us before together, maybe joining us for the first time, Steve House. What's your background? You've been kind of all over the map, Steve, but a majority of your career has been spent in healthcare, right? Correct. 41st year this year. Um, I think instigator is right. I plan on instigating Kelly into some interesting conversations <laughs> today. I was so, just going to say fun. that instigator, I, yeah, I think the word instigator, when I think of Steve House, I think instigator. That's exactly right. Thought-provoking. Thought-provoking is what I'll say. In, 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 instigator, insider, whatever. Whatever it takes. Uh, you're good. No, I pre- and those of you listening, if you want to know more about Dr. Kelly, please go to our website, RushToReason.com. You can find her bio. There's a page there, lots of links, different things we've done over the course of the past three-plus years. You can see all of that right there at RushToReason.com. Look under her page. It's all listed there, including a lot of the past episodes that we've had during this particular hour. On Thursdays, text line is open. You can text us a question. We'll get it answered for you as well, 307 200 8222307200 Steve, I'll start with something that you sent to Dr. Kelly and I a few days ago talking about, and I promote it this way, really talking about everything going on, all the stuff that we're seeing, the things that are you know happening around us. It feels like that moment on Apollo 13 where they're trying to figure out how to get home safely. You know, that's one of those. Uh, missions where they never were able to actually get to the moon. In fact, they had to slingshot around the moon to get back home. It's actually an amazing story. I don't know that the movie probably even does it enough justice, given what those particular individuals had to go through. And it's just amazing. And yet the question was, you know, and, and you see it in the movie, what did they have available to them that would then get them home? That was the, that was the question they asked themselves. Yeah, they, they basically had to take stock of what, regarding what they were the systems they were working on what is good i mean they knew what was bad because right. they had evidence of a whole bunch bad and i think it's one of the questions we've got to a- ask whether you're dealing with the this coming who treaty which is looking uglier by the minute you've got the post-pandemic um, post-covid world that we live in vaccine injuries and the continued disease evolution um what the genetic therapy how that's going to play out from the mrna piece You've got government controlling information. You've got 
just an entire data set of potential things. Plus, you also have, quite frankly, John, I worry a little bit about making a vaccine mandate in a military to try to make the military members compliant. Mm. Now, that may be a little bit on the edge of conspiracy, but I mean, if you can get military members to be compliant and take a vaccine that many probably perceived they didn't need, but they did it because they wanted to keep their jobs and right. they were following orders. Right. Uh, what what else will they be complying about? And the same thing is true for even today. I mean, the number of people still taking vaccines is probably 10 to 20 million. I mean, what do you, what do, you do with 20 million compliant people when the next pandemic comes around? How much force do they exert on the rest of us? There's all kinds of things in this realm that need to be considered because they could be dangerous to us and they could be very, very important in deciding what our strategy is going to be. Dr. Kelly, I'll let you comment on that. I think, A, Steve, you're right, and there's a lot of things for us to decipher and and factor in, and partly what we do, by the way, all of you listening, we do this every Thursday during this hour, and even when I'm not able to be with you, I will pick two of the best shows and replay that so you guys can even continue to hear these things and what we're dealing with. And Dr. Kelly, Steve's right. I mean, we really are at a point, and not that we, not that it's a new point. I mean, I feel like we're constantly inching towards this as a country and as a society where it's okay at what point do we just a take stock and all the different things that are out there as steve just said but then on top of that you know when do we say enough is enough start pushing back and my fear dr kelly we saw this through covid there's not enough of us to push back or is there Well, I have to say that at this point, even if you did not understand or follow the intricacies of the science around COVID, the intricacies and the details, uh, you know, about or the data about the vaccines, even if you didn't keep up on all of that and you feel totally overwhelmed because you're not a science person or you don't feel that you have the background, at some point, a modicum of common sense has got to kick in. At some point, you have to say, wait a minute, we right now, they're still pushing these, quote, vaccines, all of which are still experimental. All of these shots are still only available under an emergency use authorization. Look around, look to your left, look to your right, and tell me what emergency is going on right now. Ask yourself, Mm -hmm. why do we have a drug that isn't FDA-approved, a shot that isn't FDA-approved? It's only available under this very special loophole called an emergency use authorization. And start asking yourself, what's the emergency? Because if you don't see an emergency, and I sure as heck don't see an emergency, why are they still pushing these emergency shots? A modicum of common sense is what I'm asking for people to employ. Have you ever in the in your lifetime heard of doctors being shut down, kicked off social media for, quote, misinformation? This has not happened in our lifetimes, although it was a tool of the Nazi regime. Mm -hmm. It was a tool of the the you know, the office of propaganda uh, under, you know, the Nazi regime in Germany. We haven't seen this in the United States before. Right. So you have to start asking yourself, what is going on that there is this level of discontent, this level of, you know, where, where people are being marginalized and called purveyors of disinformation or misinformation when all we're trying to have is a, I am asking a very 
I think, reasonable question. Right. Why are we using emergency use authorization treatments when there is no longer an emergency? Steve, we've talked in the past numerous times about this, everything Dr. Kelly just said a moment ago about how it's you know sort of this one-size-fits-all approach. Don't question the science. Don't question the manner and how things are being applied. There, there you, no one has that ability, including any medical staff whatsoever. I, Steve, again, common sense tells me, and I'm a critical thinker, and you know that. I mean, common sense tells me that, number one, that's not how you solve problems. Number two, you're shutting people down when you do that. Number three, what are you hiding in doing so? Well, you know what, that's one of the major notes I made just in this last couple of weeks is the idea that what what happened, and to voices like Kelly's and Pierre, um, Pierre Corey and others, uh, Peter McCullough, the, what happened to those guys was the government decided that even though what they were saying was true, that information was really inconvenient for what they were trying to do. Really inconvenient for getting people to have enough fear true. to be compliant to a vaccine, to be compliant to social distancing, to be compliant to PPE, to stop working. Very, very inconvenient. And the government, quite frankly, if Elon Musk says not by Twitter, we're in a lot worse shape today um, because we don't have the alternative media to really Wait, I'm, out you, there, but. I'm going to jump in for just one second, Steve. I'm glad you said that because sure. there was a lot of folks calling into this program during that whole process when Elon was buying it. And I was like, listen, hang on, time out, because there's a lot of people out there, I think even some today, that think he's some sort of a Trojan horse and doing things the wrong way. And he was against us and he's a plant from the Democrats or the other, you know, the other side and on and on and on we go. And Steve, I think he's proven over and over again that while I'm not a fan, not, not you know, necessarily a fanboy at all. Has he done well in doing the things that he's done, and has he done what he said he was going to do? Absolutely, he has. Yeah, it's made a contribution to essentially slowing down the degradation of the United States of America. That's the right. World. You know, I'm going to take. Speak, but I'm going to take it one. Go ahead, Todd. I was just going to say what you were saying, Steve, one step further. Not only did we see unprecedented levels of censorship in this country of voices like mine and Pierre Corey and other physicians, um, but I, Dr. Kat Lindley just posted today that France has a, a new legislation on their books to be ratified that criminalizes any physician who criticizes mRNA technology. Hmm. Think about that with both prison time and a fine. Think about it. Now, they tried to do that in the state of California. Gavin Newsom actually passed a law, AB 2098, that did the same thing for physicians in the state of California. It's since been overturned. But he passed a law that said, if you discuss you know, ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine right. or alternative treatments with your patients, if you criticize the vaccine, you can lose your license. They are criminalizing free speech. They are absolutely shutting down what have been previous to COVID, you know, the, the cornerstone of medicine, which is robust, vigorous debate among scientists. This is really dangerous territory. And I, I wanted to get to that, Steve. And you know you, really quick, I want you to comment on what she just said, Steve. You and I have talked about this even with Dr. Kelly not being around. In every type 
of industry whereby you're trying to decipher and figure things out. You have to have open debate on the problem-solving end of things, whether it be car-related, whether it be building a, a structure, you know, engineering, whether it be building a road, or when it comes to the health of individuals, Steve, you have to have rigorous debate because there's never a one-size-fits-all answer. It isn't science without debate. I mean, it just isn't, right? I mean, there's, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be research. There's got to be contrasting research. There's got to be contrasting opinions for sure. But what Kelly's talking about, I think the, one of the worst things we're, that's facing us is that this is going to be done more and more. Because, again, if, it, if it's inconvenient for the government narrative, we know that in the WHO treaty that if they want to mandate gene therapy, it's in there. They can mandate gene therapy the same way they can mandate a vaccine. Well, gosh, mRNA is kind of gene therapy. So guess what you'd want to probably do? You'd probably want to stop people from talking about mRNA in a negative light right. as gene right. therapy. If you're about to hand the WHO the right to actually force Good people point. to do it, Good managing point. that information, any inconvenient information is really critical for the government to get their agenda. We need to resist the heck out of it. All right. Good place to stop. We'll come right back. Questions again. Text us 307-200-8222. Affordable interest mortgage is next. Kurt will be with me at five o'clock. We'll talk about everything housing and mortgage related. Denver has one of the hottest housing markets in the country right now. We'll get into that in the meantime. 720-895-0500. Got too much debt, but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. All right, and as you hear us talk during this time, we have a doctor for you that can wait on you or have you as a patient, and you, you basically have you have him be your personal doctor. That's Dr. Scott Faulkner, 303-663-6990. Do you want to improve your health, fitness, and beauty? Are you an athlete recovering from an injury? A weekend warrior who is sore from your last workout? Do you have a chronic medical condition trying to meet a health and wellness goal? Or maybe you are looking for a great doctor who thinks the way you do. Dr. Scott Faulkner and Castle Rock Regenerative Healthcare is your path to a healthier tomorrow. Owner Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven 
to be the most potent stem cells available. Worried about being lost in the crowd of impersonal health care? Fear not. Dr. Scott is a big picture doctor, not beholden to big pharma like some other providers. He takes the time to understand your unique needs and will customize your health care to fit you, your body, and your lifestyle. Reach your full potential and achieve your goals. Call Dr. Scott today at 303-663-6990 or visit him online at castlerockregenerativehealth.com or find him at rushtoreason.com. All right, as I look out here to the west and see all of these commercial buildings, if you own a commercial building, especially if you're owner-occupied, you might find a really great savings when it comes to solar. Find out today. Give Alan Davis a call, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis with Level Engineering knows that the power company is not your friend, that they don't have your best interests at heart. Aside from getting your power back on during an outage, they do three ugly things. First, they installed a smart meter on your home to charge you surge fees up to 300% during peak times. Next, they use some of your money to lobby public utility commissions to increase your bill. The power company tries to squeeze money out of you everywhere they can. But Alan Davis has the answer for you. Solar power will allow you to produce your own energy and get the power company out of your wallet. Call Alan Davis of Level Engineering to rid you and your family of the greedy power company and take a major step towards energy independence. You just need to reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no obligation consultation. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. We are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. Dr. Kelly Victory with us today, Steve House as well. And again, if you miss anything in this hour or you'd like to send this hour on to somebody else, be sure to always go to the website, rushtoreason.com. You can find this particular day in our show notes, and you can send that on. And Producer Ann does a really great job of really uh, noting everything that we talk about, sectioning it out, and it makes it really easy to find things. Steve, another question that you asked Dr. Kelly, and I think this is worth asking because I think there's some folks out there that are hearing some of these same things, looking at these things, and I think it's important when these sorts of conversations get started that we give some of these folks a real direct answer so they know exactly what to do with the people that they're around. And that is there's a theory floating around, was there no actual novel pathogen involving the SARS-CoV-2? Was it really just the flu with a crap load of propaganda and modified testing. And I know you asked that to Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly, you gave an answer, but the rest of the folks listening don't know that answer. So what are your thoughts, Dr. Kelly? Well, there was a lot, there's been a lot of talk about this from the beginning. And I think it was a very reasonable question to ask, by the way, uh, because the idea that this is a brand new thing, I think was perfectly reasonable to say, is it just a coronavirus that's been, you know, popping around uh, out there, maybe with a new variant, but no big, no big thing. It's all just hype and propaganda. Perfectly reasonable. That said, we have seen the genetic code, the genetic right. sequencing for this virus, uh, and which is very, very problematic for the powers that be because it makes it very obvious that this was a lab created pathogen. It is, in fact, a coronavirus but it clearly has pieces that are spliced into it that make it clear it's lab manipulated. Uh, the analogy that I have given is that if somebody sends you a Word document 
uh, and they forget to make sure that all of you know you could tell that they cut and pasted in right, a, a right, sentence right. here or a word there because you know most of it's in Calibri or Times New Roman and then there's another part you know one sentence uh, that's in a different font and you can tell that they cut and pasted it in same thing with the genetic sequencing here you can see you know the tape or the staples and the end right, right. of where they spliced in something that gives you the telltale fingerprints that this was lab manipulated. So although I think it's an absolutely was a very reasonable question to ask early on, now that, you know, with, you know, by the third week of February of 2020, we had the genetic sequencing of this that made it clear that it was, in fact, a novel virus, but one that had been created or manipulated in a laboratory. Now, Steve, we also know that part of, I think, what's, what's, uh, how should I say this, feeding this particular theory in this conversation is the way they responded to it and what they did. You know, we've talked about that even just a few minutes ago in the last segment. The way they handled it, the way they responded to it would lead you to believe that this theory is correct. And I can understand that part of it as well. Yeah. And and you know what? I absolutely believe that there was some sort of a novel pathogen. I also think that it being novel is a little bit of a strange perspective when somebody created it or they did gain a function on an existing pathogen to evolve it a little bit to make it this pathogen. I'm not arguing with Kelly. I think she's absolutely right about it. The, the problem is, is that there are a bunch of people out there who saw the flu go away, completely go away. True. Right. They look at, they look at the stats today and they say, okay, 600 and some thousand dollars or 600 and some thousand deaths in the United States over this coronavirus, and in reality, when they break that data down, because they've broken it down so many ways, it looks more like 120,000 deaths. So if it's 120,000 deaths and 55 or 60,000 were the flu, yeah, there was some legitimate deaths from a unique or different pathogen that goes with it. But the fact that we're even asking the question and ascribing it to mm-hmm. massive propaganda, I mean, they pulled out you know, social distancing, they pulled out you know, PPE and what we were doing with that stuff with this virus, they knew from gain of function what they had created. There was a question about what happens to the flu in the process, and then this massive propaganda machine hits. I'm, I'm not surprised that people ask the question. Right. No, I mean, and Dr. Kelly, I'm not either. I'm not surprised at any of that. No, and I want to be careful not to conflate two things. I think there are multiple things going on here. No, yes, absolutely, there was a now novel pathogen that was created as a result of gain of function research. It's not what people were dying from, though. I agree with you. I think that the actual number of people who died from COVID was probably in the range of 100,000, and the vast majority of those wouldn't have died had they been treated appropriately. Good point. The reason that, quote, flu went away is you won't find what you refuse to look for. If you don't test people for flu, if you will only test people for COVID and you only use a PCR test, highly flawed, you know, I said from the very beginning, the virus is real. The statistics are not. Right. The PCR test is absolutely a flawed test, was never intended to be used as a diagnostic. It's only intended to amplify tiny bits of genetic material so that you can actually study it in a lab. It's pretty much a use. I, I've said you stick, a, stick one of those swabs in a bowl of guacamole and it'll come back positive. So what you do if you're trying to hype this up, is you test everybody for this COVID using this PCR test, whether they come in shot in the chest or from a car accident or having a diabetic crisis or whatever else, you shove a Q-tip up their nose, 
if it comes back positive, which it will 50% of the time, you say, oh, they've got COVID, you admit them to the hospital, despite the fact that that had nothing to do with why they were there, uh, and you, you sort of just feed the propaganda machine. So they didn't test anybody for influenza during this whole thing. They didn't test or treat people for bacterial pneumonia. Many of the people who died, quote, from COVID actually died of bacterial pneumonia, and they would have been just fine had they ever received antibiotics. But they didn't get antibiotics. They got treated as if they, quote, had this novel virus. Uh, They got put on ventilators, and they were fundamentally executed by the healthcare system. I had a question that just came in. So does that mean that we can send some of these people to prison? Steve, unfortunately, I doubt that's ever going to happen, even though it should. Well, you know, there's there's a whole other subject and we can get into sometime about the 1947 Patriot Act and why we can declare something in the interest of national security to be off limits to the justice system. Um, I, it, Fauci's a great example here. And I, I go back to Kelly for, you know, a response on this part of that question, which is, have you ever in your life seen or expected or seen science to have so many people be positive for a virus that were non-symptomatic? So, you know, you got this PCR test, Kerry Mullis, even himself, who was involved in the HIV AIDS controversy because the guy wins the Nobel Prize for creating a test. Then he doesn't believe it's actually HIV that caused AIDS. It's something else. He gets all kinds of crap for that. He doesn't believe that. So we use this test. We set thresholds of multiples of 40 and 50, and you have 60% of the people get COVID with no symptoms at all. Mm -hmm. How does that work? Right. I mean, that was one of of all of the frauds perpetrated on the population during COVID. And that is a long list from which to choose. This concept of asymptomatic spread is preposterous. We have known for decades that if you don't have symptoms of a respiratory virus, you don't have the respiratory virus. Right. Okay. we don't randomly uh, test people for influenza if they have no symptoms. We don't, we don't test people for almost anything if you have no symptoms. If you came to my office and said, hey, Kelly, I, I feel great. I just came from the gym or just finished playing tennis, but I was hoping I could get a test for strep throat, I'd say, well, John, do you have a sore throat? Do you have a fever? <laughs> right. do you, have, I mean, you say, no, I feel great. Well, then no, I'm not testing you for strep throat. Right. You know, would you do a chest x-ray to see if I have pneumonia? I don't know. Do you have a cough? a fever, any signs of it? No, I feel great. Well, then you don't have a pneumonia. We don't randomly test people for respiratory illnesses from which they have nary a symptom. So, and the idea that these people were spreading it was absolutely, and remember, asymptomatic spread, that fallacy, that falsehood, that lie was the reason, it was the justification for keeping people home from school. It was the justification for not allowing you to go and be with your loved one as they were dying in the hospital. It was the justification for shutting down bars and restaurants and churches. Okay, this was a lie. And Anthony Fauci knows it was a lie. We know that asymptomatic people do not spread. They have never been the drivers of a pandemic. They have never been the drivers of a respiratory illness, and they knew it. Yep. No, exactly. Steve, go ahead. Chime in. Go ahead. Kelly, Kelly, you said something that's really important for people to grab. So asymptomatic spread was a lie, but so was 
asymptomatic having the really having the virus in all probability. They didn't even have it. But the way that narrative played out for the government and what they were trying to do, what Fauci was trying to do is saying a whole bunch of people this week got COVID, which means COVID's bad. It's spreading rapidly. You got to protect yourself. And oh, by the way, it can be asymptomatic. Well, that's BS, right? They were using it to leverage and inflate COVID numbers because they wanted people to panic. They wanted that. The reason why this conversation is so important is because of what's coming next. If you can use that kind of propaganda machine, you can use that kind of machine to shut down the truth because it's inconvenient for the government to let people know the truth. What can't you do um, now that people have seen this? And that's why it's not only important to understand asymptomatic didn't spread it, but asymptomatic probably meant you didn't even have it at that point. True. Of Of course. And then and then let's think about how they counted the numbers. Let's add to that, Steve. So you're one of these people, you have no symptoms. You shove this Q-tip up your nose, it comes back positive. Okay, you feel fine. Now you can't go back to work until you're negative. So you, so it's positive. So doctor, really later, quick, Dr. Kelly, let, let me jump in. Not only was it that you couldn't go back to work, we had all sorts of other stupid things going on, i.e. getting on some planes, going to some countries, coming home from some countries, going to ball games. Dr. Kelly, it was a lot more than even just going back to work. Of course. So, but, so you have to get a negative test. So you keep testing, and that person tests positive three days later, and then three days. So now they, that gets counted as three separate cases of COVID. That's right. It's one person. That's right. Okay? But, but, but all of a sudden, there are three cases of COVID that was one individual. We've never counted illness in that way. No. Nope. Okay? If you have cancer on Monday and you still have cancer on Wednesday, you don't, you know, that's not two cases of cancer. It's one. It's one incident. But all of a sudden, they had people test and test and test and test, and they're sending people tests at home without you even asking. You know, everybody's got to have a glove box full of tests. You got to have, you know, swabs right. on every, you know, coffee table in your house in case you feel the need to shove one up your nose. And, you know, and all of a sudden, they were just hyperinflating again to Steve's yep. point. You had to keep the hype going. You had to keep And, it, and, and really quick, Dr. Yeah. Kelly, it's still going. CDC to this day still oh, yeah. says you have to quarantine for five days if you get a positive test. It's still going yep. on. Yep. And, and there are people still testing. I have friends, colleagues, who, you know, you think they've finally seen the light, and then they'll, you know, they'll, they'll call and say, hey, sorry, I can't go to the party today, or I can't meet you for a drink, or I can't go hiking because I've got COVID. I say, how do you know you got COVID? Says, well, I tested. What the, what <laughs> in the world is wrong with you? I know. Okay, do you feel bad? No, well, I was, I had a runny nose. Oh, you had a runny nose? So, so and, and, and the question then would be, okay, so did you stay home three years ago if you'd had a runny nose? I, exactly. Exactly. I mean, are you sick? And uh, would you otherwise have stayed home if you didn't have this, you know, stockpile of PCR tests that you feel obligated right. to use? I mean, it's just insanity. We've got to bring a modicum of common sense. You don't have to have a medical degree. You don't have to have a PhD after your name. You don't have to have a degree in a biologic science to know that this is insanity. Agree. Agree. I got questions that have come in. I'll answer those in just one moment. So, guys, hang tight. If you have more questions for us, please send me a text message, 307-200-8222. We'll be back in a moment. High Five Plumbing is next, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Membership with High Five Plumbing means you won't be left in the cold. 
there were thousands of emergency plumbing calls due to frozen pipes during the last freeze. Ultra-affordable membership with High Five Plumbing means that you get priority scheduling in an emergency. It also means that you get discounted pricing on any service and allows you to be proactive to prevent freezing pipes in your home. High Five will perform annual inspections on your plumbing to ensure that you're prepared for all seasons. And as a member, you won't ever pay service fees. High Five also offers a free annual water heater inspection as part of a membership that will breathe life into your plumbing equipment so that it lasts longer. High Five memberships will save you money and keep your home prepared. Call High Five for this by going to klzradio.com slash plumbing and join the club. I club my toilet one too many times. I'll call High Five for this. Call High Five for this. Golden Eagle Financial. Give Al Smith a call today. Find him at klzradio.com or call 303-744-1128. A new reality in planning for retirement. And Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows how to help you navigate it with success. You hear the arguments about Social Security, and many people are worried that they won't get out of it what they've paid into it. Al knows how to prepare you for that in case you don't get the benefits you expect. Your grandparents had pensions, but employers have shifted to making you responsible for retiring on your own. Al can help you strategize using securities like 401ks and IRAs as individual parts of your overall plan and advise you on making tough decisions like adjusting to your risk tolerance or making room for the things you want to do in retirement. Take control of this new reality and reach out to Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial today for a free no-obligation consultation by going to klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. A registered investment advisor, BCM, and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Weather coming in tomorrow. Make sure that your furnace is doing what it should be. If you have any issues at all, give Cub Creek a call today. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning, klzradio.com is where you find them. Cub Creek Heating and AC membership is the key to being ready for the next wave of freezing temps. You're busy 24-7, and it's tough to keep up with regular maintenance on your furnace. Cub Creek membership will take that off your plate so you don't have to worry about changing filters or inspecting electronics. Being a member also means that if something does go wrong, you've got priority service with them, which is hugely important during cold snaps when calls and wait times increase. Cub Creek keeps track of warranties, recalls, and manufacturer best practices so you don't have to, adding years of life to your system and preventing costly accidents. If you do need service, you'll also enjoy discounts and other perks that will pay for themselves if you experience problems. Annual memberships start as low as $20 per month billed annually, so become a member today at klzradio.com HVAC and call Ream Pro Partners Cub Creek Heating and AC today. Now back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. We're back. Dr. Kelly Victory, Steve House with us. Steve, you just texted, and this is a great question to add on to what we are talking about a moment ago. So rather than me reading what you just sent, go ahead and ask the question. Dr. Kelly can respond. Well, I, I worry about this WHO treaty, and I start looking at the, the state of public health in general, right? I mean, we've 
we had public health departments, you know, stop Kelly from ordering ivermectin, right. hydroxychloroquine and pharmacies and all the things that they did in a restrictive way, which turned out to be flat out wrong. And people don't believe in public health. I mean, they don't believe because of the shutdown, et cetera. So is the WHO treaty where authority is ceded to a international body, is that being done so that uh, public health can recover because now they can force you to do something um, because we don't trust public health. I worry a lot about the state of health of people in this country and in the world when you don't trust doctors and healthcare and or public Great health. Question. Are they going to force us in that direction? Well, from, from my viewpoint, first of all, it's a very, very dangerous treaty because it would fundamentally uh, abdicate control over our own constitution to the WHO, which is nothing more than the long arm of the Chinese Communist Party. Right. It's absolutely a power grab. The reason I believe, Steve, that um, people in our own government are going along with it is because, number one, it allows them to wash their hands of it. It gives them plausible deniability. It says, hey, we didn't know, you know, we signed on with the WHO. There are the authorities on this. And if everything goes to hell in a handbasket, wasn't me. Mm -hmm. It allows every congressperson to say, hey, we, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. We went with the uh, authorities on it and they recommended this. It wasn't us. You know, that kind of thing. That's why I think they are washing their hands of it. They know that this was a debacle for the past four years. They know that people have lost total trust in public health. They know that people have no faith in the healthcare system and they're sidestepping it rather than doing the hard work of regaining the trust of the public, of do, saying they're mea culpas, of actually saying we can and we will do better. Their answer is to say, okay, We'll just hand over the keys to the kingdom, to the WHO. It's absolutely in, insane. And on top of that, I go back to what I'm talking about, this thing that just got passed in France, you know, this, you know, Article 4 that got passed, which says, essentially, we're, anyone who advises against mRNA or other, quote, medical treatments that are obviously suitable based on the current state of medical knowledge can be imprisoned for up to three years or receive a fine of up to 45,000 euros. We're, they're saying essentially wow. either you do what the government tells you or we will make you pay. We will make it a criminal offense. Then you add on top of this, this WHO treaty, it allows the people in government to wash their hands of it and yep. to not do the hard work yep. of, of, as I said, trying to regain trust in public health. This is like, I'm sorry to say, and I always hate to use this, comparison, but I have a disdain for city managers because it basically uh, gives a fee, a free pass to the mayor and the city council. They shove everything off onto the city manager. That's what we're doing here, Steve. Yeah, I know. And fr frankly, I mean, there's so many nuances and differences in the way healthcare systems work around the world. I mean, Singapore is an entirely incentive-based system based on catastrophic coverage. The U.S. has almost no incentive for patients to be held. How you administer a WHO treaty over all of that together. And oh, by the way, we also know just we, we know, I mean, the European farmers strike is something we could talk about all day. But the, the synergy here is if the WHO can decide who has what vaccines, who has what ingredients to make which drugs in the process. Now, you, you know, not only do they lock things down and control things, but they can decide that, you know, certain countries get pri priority access to medicines we actually need because they believe those countries are worthy of it and we're not. 
I mean, there's just so many aspects of this that I worry about. Yeah, I will tell you, you know, one of the things that I go back to and say, look, there are the four pillars of medical ethics that, that nobody even teaches anymore are autonomy, beneficence, non-maleficence, and justice. The first of the pillars is autonomy. You have the right as an individual, as a patient, to make a decision for what is best for you. There is no such thing in autonomy in taking one for the team. You know, you get vaccinated to help the guy next door. You need to take this treatment because so-and-so down the street or, or whatever has. That is not a pillar of medical ethics. And when you start doing the opposite, putting the collective in front of the individual, the community in front of autonomy, and that is exactly what the WHO wants you to do. Their mantra, their motto, the WHO's is one planet, one health. Now, I don't know about you guys. I love you guys, like you a lot, really, but we do not have the same health. My health is not the same as yours, John. Yours is not the same as Keith's. We do not have one health. That's right. You have a right to have your health prioritized, and you have, that, that is a fundamental construct of, of autonomy. And the idea that we're going to say, no, everybody's going to be the same. The WHO is going to somehow decide what is best for you. And, by the way, this doesn't just pertain to a pandemic. It's a anything. public health That's crisis right. of their determination. They could easily decide that climate change is a public health crisis. That's Gun right. violence is a public health crisis. Whatever the heck they decide, and then you are going to have to, you know, play by whatever you know they put into place. That's right. That's insanity. No, I, I think you made a great point. I'm glad you just said that because it's not just a quote unquote health issue like what we had with the you know with this particular virus it could be any of the things and more of what you just mentioned steve i'll let you have the last word there i've got a question that came in for dr kelly as well well when you've got governments that are going to legislate how many cows you can own in yeah. places like ireland and france and germany when you got to legislate how you do farming and regulate you out of business now all of a sudden you're controlling the food supply and the reaction to health issues and the ability to declare climate change a pandemic. I mean, you get to that level of government power, we're not free at all. No, that's exactly. Okay. So before I ask this question from a listener, one thing I was thinking a moment ago is I had a listener ask, you know, how do we stop this? In other words, how do we get rid of some of these emergency powers and so on? I know there's been some talk in and among some of the legislatures out there to, you know, to handle some of these things. In Colorado, for all of you listening, and somebody could get this started, all you have to do is go find a good attorney and get the right uh, language done. But but Steve, here in Colorado, Kelly, you know this as well. In Colorado, you could do a constitutional amendment that is a proposition that is voted voted upon by the citizenry of the, of the great state of Colorado. And if you worded that correctly to where you limited that emergency power, could it actually be enforced at that point? Absolutely, it could be. Yeah, I think it would be challenging yeah, I- court at some point, of course, because the federal government would say that they have the power in the interest of the public good, even though they don't really care about the public good, but would be challenged in court, no doubt. Go ahead, Dr. Kelly. Doesn't mean it shouldn't be done. No, I, yeah, well, I, I think Steve is, is the one that's most expert to talk about these things, how things happen in Washington. Uh, you know, when people ask me, and they do frequently, you know, how do we stop this treaty? 
um, I think what's going to have to happen is, first of all, yes, you can employ your congresspeople, uh, the feckless, gutless bunch that they are, uh, and that, frankly, unfortunately, goes across the board. It's not just uh, the Democrats. We have a, you know, a bunch of rhinos in there that aren't standing up for our civil liberties either. I think what's likely to happen is, it, you know, I think that the Biden administration will sign this. They will sign this back on. And what we need is we need somebody back in the White That's House. That's right. Who will, will get us out of Absolutely. the WHO again. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Donald Trump, you know, love him or hate him, one of the things that Donald Trump did was get us the heck out of the WHO, uh, the World Health Organization. Yeah, that is a misnomer. They don't care nope. about your health. Nope, they, they do are not. They're not a public health agency. The person at the helm of the World Health Organization, quote, Dr. Tedros, is not a medical doctor. He's a social scientist. He was appointed by the Chinese Communist Party. Do not be under some misconception yep. that the World Health Organization cares about your health because they don't. They are a, truly at the bidding of the Chinese Communist Party. They are here for a power grab, and this treaty is just one big part of that. Yep. All right, I want to get this question in before we wrap things up. This came from a listener. Never vaccinated, normal weight, good nutrition exercise, 61 years of age, medical issue, only medical issue is GERD, had COVID in 2023, treated with ivermectin and required oxygen. It seems like the last two upper respiratory infections that they have had seem to take longer to get over, resolve the symptoms, and so on. Is it the increase in age or the fact that COVID itself may have compromised the immune system, or Dr. Kelly, could it be both? Well, yes, it's hard to say with any individual patient. There's no question that uh, many, many upper respiratory viruses, not only COVID, but influenza and, and others, can certainly take quite a while to get over. For many people, you're, you're, it's not that you are still infected. It's that there's an inflammatory process that Got goes it. on that can cause lingering cough, lingering shortness of breath, lingering fatigue. Uh, COVID is hardly the first virus that came along that can have a, quote, long version of it. Many, many viruses can do that, what we used to call post-viral syndrome. Epstein-Barr virus, for example, that's uh, known to cause mononucleosis, that, you know, is well known for having people remain fatigued for upwards of a year right. and having exercise right. intolerance. So I'm, I'm not minimizing it. What I'm saying is there's nothing specific about COVID that did it, there clearly was an inflammatory process, the spike proteins on COVID cause inflammation. And for many people, it just takes a while to get over that. And there's no question as we get older that that can take longer. But most of these things can be treated with simple over-the-counter or simple medications like a course of steroids. Um, and unfortunately, people don't realize that, you know, having influenza or having any number of upper respiratory viruses, they can take a while. They can take months to fully recover from, even though you are no longer infected. Yeah, I can remember back in time, and it has, it's been a while for me where some of those things have just lagged and lagged and lagged. And I think to your point, Dr. Kelly, I mean, yeah, you're the doctor. You've done a much better job of explaining it. But personally, I've experienced some of those things even before COVID. So, yeah, I, I can't disagree with anything you said. I think I think just people are more hypersensitive to it now than they once were. Yeah, I think we'll be, we've given a name to it. And we've given, rather than, you know, in the past, 
people would come in and say, gosh, you know, I had the flu or I had this bad bronchitis back in February and now it's May and I still, right. you know, Hanging I'm not on. coughing anymore, but I just don't have my energy back. I say, right. And, and the diagnosis for that is was post-viral syndrome. Hmm. It, it was, it's actually, you know, a legitimate diagnosis. Yes, you have lingering effects of a virus. It will, you know, undoubtedly related to some cytokines and some inflammation and those sorts of things. And it will pass with due time, but it takes a while. Um, and, and I think all of a sudden COVID comes along and people are acting like, oh, my gosh, we've never, this thing can cause long COVID. Yeah, so I, yeah, I hate to break it to you, but almost every upper respiratory infection can do that and has in the past. But we've now given it a life of its own, mm. and I think we need to get away from that. I can't disagree with that, Steve. What do you want to add to that? Uh, I think she covered it well. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I think this is part of our our problem. The mystery going forward is we know that you know getting beyond just the virus itself. I mean, there's so many people carrying around spike proteins. Yeah, good point. Um, you know, I mean, people speculate that Toby Keith died early because stomach cancer happens so quickly and it, and it killed him. We're going to see that kind of thing over and over and over again. And, and the problem is it's going to be a distraction to freedom-based mm-hmm. American life because we allowed this to happen to ourselves and we just have to be so diligent we don't do it again. Yeah, and, and folks, and you all know this, that's why I do health and wellness for an entire hour on Wednesdays. We do this, you know, really we take two hours a week and talk about your health because that's how important all of this is, especially to me, Dr. Kelly and Steve, because your health is one of those things that once it's gone, you don't get it back, guys. So, yes, it's very important to me for people really to tune in and listen to this. And, Dr. Kelly, you've mentioned over and over and over again that prior to COVID and now especially, keeping your immune system up, being healthy and doing all the right things is imperative. Absolutely. And, and they missed a uh, a huge public health opportunity oh, blew it. during the blew pandemic it. that you know when people are frightened one of the great things about that is that they're very very receptive to anything you could tell them that will help them yep. rather than yep. really arming people with the the information that they needed to keep themselves healthier, to do everything possible to improve the functioning of their immune systems, they instead just say, don't stay in. It was always yep. vaccine uber Alice. That's all there yeah, is. That's right. You know, stay in the basement. Don't, you know, socialize. Don't go out in public. Wear a mask. Binge watch Netflix and eat Pringles. And as long as you get vaccinated, you'll be good. When instead, we should have been telling people, get outdoors. Make sure you're getting daily exercise. Make sure you're getting eight hours of quality sleep. Make sure you're eating a diet full of, you know, fresh fruits, vegetables. Make sure you're spending time every day talking with friends or family or church members or a support system. Instead, it was none of that, none of the things that we should have been doing to improve overall health and wellness. And instead, it was acting as if there's this silver bullet called a yep. uh, vaccine, an mRNA injection that's going to save us from, you know, death and despair. Uh, it was the wrong thing to do, but the public health, quote, officials blew it. That's they right. lost that opportunity, and that's they right. will never regain it, unfortunately. I'll leave it at that. Guys, thank you very much. As always, Steve, I'll let you go. Appreciate you, sir, very much. Thank you. Thank you both. It's always fun. You're very, you're very welcome. Dr. Kelly, thank same. You. Thank you. We're indebted. Thank you very much. Great. Great to be with you as always. I appreciate it very much. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. Call Dave today if you need windows or doors. Find him at klzradio.com.
Owner Dave Bancroft of Veteran Windows and Doors knows you don't buy a car without knowing what motor is inside. So why would you buy windows and doors without knowing their efficiency rating for your area of Colorado? Dave left the corporate world of windows and doors because he knows their salespeople purposely omit crucial information. The giant window and door companies look at you as a number, not a person. Veteran will select the products that will help you, the customer, and be right for your home. They want to educate you before you make the purchase, since these products are meant to protect you and your home from heat and cold. Veteran wants you to know exactly what you are getting and the benefits of the right windows for your home. Don't get pressured into buying windows from some huge company that is simply transactional. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors by going to klzradio.com slash window. That's klzradio.com slash window. Okay, in our home transitions, if you've been thinking about buying or selling a home and you're stressed over that, take the stress away. Call them today. Find them at klzradio.com. Catherine and Robin with K&R know how to make you the most money on the sale of your home. A recent client told them that he saw how hard they worked for someone else in his neighborhood, the open houses, their research digging deep on home valuations in that area, and the way that they presented the house to potential buyers. He knew that they just get it. Cat and Robin are creative, and they are hard-nosed when they need to protect you from another realtor or problem person. Having two sets of expertise and individual strengths helps maximize what your home can sell for. They watch the contractor making a fix on your home, and they check out the home inspection items that don't seem quite right. Catherine knows how to present the home well and maximize the relationships. Robin will slay the dragon, and anyone who stands in the way of selling your home should be very afraid. You need the real estate protectors, Catherine and Robin from K&R Home Transitions. Contact Catherine and Robin today at klzradio.com forward slash home or call them at 720-437-8210. All right, Ridgeline Auto Broker, second location right now in Fort Collins, 1101 North College Avenue. You can buy a new used car for you and your family and or have your car fixed. Either one, they can do it all. RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Do you need high-quality auto repair? Then look no further. Ridgeline Auto Broker specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars and $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. At Ridgeline, we pride ourselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why we never charge any dealer fees. Plus, all of our vehicles are inspected by our team of ASE certified technicians. You can trust that the car you're buying is in excellent condition. And remember, we can also service your vehicle after the sale. At Ridgeline, we offer competitive financing options for vehicle purchase or for vehicle repairs. Ridgeline now has two locations, one in Boulder and now a second location in Fort Collins, located at 1101 North College Avenue. Both locations offer full-service auto repair and a host of off-road accessories. Check out all our services at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline, the smart way to buy or service your car. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, that's it for this hour. We will be back. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.
Yeah.